0: mystery conspiracies spooky shit this is Conspira Sisters Spiris Sisters. Hello. Hello, what's up? Oh, nothing
1: much. Um, I just may have to check my email like halfway through this recording. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: You're a working girl again.
1: I mean, kind of. Thankfully I can do it all from home and just kind of check in every once in a while. But, um... I have so much fucking information. Um, alright. <laughs> so, we are finishing up the Satanic Panic today. Welcome to Conspiracy Sisters. I suppose I should introduce us. My <laughs> name is Taryn. I'm Amanda. And we are doing, like, our fourth or fifth episode now on the Satanic Panic. And it I just never it fucking be ends. the last one.
0: <laughs> so. For now.
1: For now. Um... <laughs> let's see so this week I kind of focused on situations that were happening outside of like California and Kern County because I feel like the last two episodes I've really been bashing them a lot so just to kind of let you know it was happening throughout the country and actually in other countries as well um there were countries, like, obviously Canada was another one that was affected because mm-hmm. the originator, the authors of uh, Michelle herself, Michelle is remembers from Canada. So yep. there were cases in Canada, New Zealand, Brazil, European countries, um, and obviously states throughout the United, the US. So the first one. So like
0: white people. <laughs> yeah.
1: Weird, isn't it? <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> We're so
1: dumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm, I also this week focused on like daycare centers, um, which seemed to be like the hardest hit because that's kind of where all the rumors began. Um, mm-hmm. So, the first one we have is called the Fells Acres Daycare Center. And it was located in Malden, Massachusetts, and it was opened in 1966 by uh, Violet Amaralt. And by 1984, her son Gerald, who was 30, he was a cook and a bus driver at the daycare, when a five-year-old boy wet himself during nap time. The boy's teacher asked Gerald to change the boy into his spare clothing, and later that year was discovered the child was discovered playing sexually suggestive games with his cousin.
0: Um, like what? I don't know.
1: It didn't specify. That's all the Wikipedia said.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of that's kind of normal for kids, I think, especially with other kids. They're like, how come your thing looks different than my thing? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So um, it's tough to say for sure. I don't really know exactly what happened, but apparently the parents were concerned. Yeah. So okay. his uncle, who had been molested as a child, along with his mother, questioned him, and the boy claimed that Gerald was the person who had sexually abused him. Mm. Um, Gerald was quickly arrested, and police told 65 parents at the school to interview their children and look for signs of sexual abuse, including oh, wedding, changes in appetite, and nightmares. Um, police, social workers, therapists, and other authority figures questioned the children as well. So on January 23rd, 1985, Gerald and Violet, who was at this point 59, and then her, she had a daughter as well named Cheryl, who was 27, um, they were indicted on 18 counts of rape and abuse of eight children. By September 1985, additional indictments were brought alleging the sexual abuse of 11 more children. After an 11-week trial, Gerald was found guilty of assaulting and raping nine children and sentenced to 30 to 40 years in prison in August 1986. Um, So in a separate trial in July 1987, his mother and sister were convicted of similar crimes against four children and sentenced to eight to 20 years in jail. Um, During the trials, the stories did not disappoint. Accusations included things like a magic or secret room where seven children testified that they would be undressed or molested um, or forced to perform sexual acts with the Amaraltes. Others claim that Gerald sometimes dressed as a bad clown, while others claim that they were photographed nude by the Emerald family. Um, They said that a robot would bite them if they refused to engage. Uh, The bad clown would throw fire around the room. I don't know. This is super strange. This is just
0: the shit the kids were saying? Yes. Oh, good lord.
1: Apparently, Cheryl caught a squirrel and pulled its legs off. Um, That was her. Like with her bare hands. That's the. that's what they're saying um others claimed to be tied naked to a tree forced to eat human piss and shit and raped with knives sticks forks and magic wands however no physical evidence injuries or photos were ever presented
0: i'm concerned taryn i have Mm -hmm. questions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: i mean i don't know where they get these fucking ideas i feel like they're watching too much television um in the beginning of the interview process, much of which was conducted by pediatric nurse Susan Kelly, um, the children initially denied the secret rooms, stating that there was no clown and that nothing happened. Much like how all of these cases begin. Mm-hmm. Um, as usual, over weeks of questioning and over weeks of questioning, the children started agreeing with authorities to avoid further questioning. And one cop described the interviews with the children as like getting blood from a stone.
0: Oh, <laughs> Lord. Okay so they they don't want to say what happened because nothing fucking happened. Right. At least they're... at least no fucking magic wands and a clown wielding <laughs> No is this like I don't right. know what to believe anymore Terry. Right.
1: Well and then there's like this whole like we believe the children movement, you know. And yeah. It's like of course everybody like should want to believe the kids, but they're obviously susceptible to influence. They literally repeat everything you say. That's like a huge thing that everybody says about kids
0: right right now don't cuss in front of them because they will say the word (laughs) exactly right now my friend lizzie's
1: daughter just started speaking in like full sentences and so now lizzie like says things like holy moly instead of like holy shit she's like (laughs) she's like i have to like get out of the habit (laughs) because yeah her daughter repeats everything it's like i don't know like her daughter is much younger um i think then a lot of the kids She's not preschool age yet, you know. But still, okay. I feel
0: like kids still repeat after you for, you know, years. Oh God, yeah. um, anyway. I mean, if I hang out with the same people for too long, I start saying the same things yes, that they do. Yes, that's very
1: true. And I'm an mm-hmm, adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
0: so they went through this so-
1: typical song and dance. An interviewer told the children that her friend had already testified that a clown had made her take her clothes off. When the girl denied it happening to her, the interviewer said, no, I believe you're a friend. Um, Yeah, their case gets a little sticky from here. Violet and Cheryl's sentences were reduced in 1993, but the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court reversed the ruling. So in 1995, the two women were freed on a successful appeal after eight years in prison. However, the Massachusetts Supreme Court again reinstated the conviction in 1997, stating a need for finality um violet Emerald actually died of cancer awaiting her verdict in 1997 at the age of 73. um in october 1999 cheryl her daughter was finally able to settle her case being sentenced on time served um she also agreed not to appear on any tv or on tv or publicly discuss or profit from the case she received 10 years probation could not contact the families of the victims and was not allowed to or and was not allowed unsupervised contact with the children, um, which is super fucked up. Basically, like, they don't want her to speak out about how they mm-hmm. wrongfully put her in prison for eight years. Fucked right? up. So, Judge Isaac Borenstein stated of her release, these grave errors led to the testimony of the children being forever tainted. The only allegations made by the child witnesses occurred after they were subjected to the admittedly suggestive interviews and investigative techniques, as well as inappropriate, even if understated Understandable influence by their families. Moreover, neither behavioral symptoms nor physical evidence, which may be consistent with child abuse, were revealed until after the children and their families were subjected to these improper interviewing and investigative techniques, techniques. Mm -hmm. Um, These alleged symptoms were only discussed after the families were overwhelmed by the panic, hysteria, and media attention that snowballed this case into national headlines and widespread concern about ritualistic sexual abuse of children. So it's like, finally, by, like, what, 1999, they figured out, like, oh, shit, like, this was all kind of, like, hearsay. Um, mm-hmm. Gerald, on the other hand, was rejected a commutation in both 2001 and 2002. He was ultimately released on parole in May 2004 after 18 years of prison. He was 50 years oh old. Oh, god, like, oh my god. Um, so that was just one instance on the complete other side of the country, you know, Massachusetts. So it's definitely not like only century. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Let's see. So the next one I have is about the Little Rascals Daycare Center in North Carolina. Um, This one happened a couple like, right around the same time, but it started a few years after. Um, The, what was it, Fells Acres Daycare Center. Mm -hmm. So in 1986, Robert Kelly and his wife, Betsy, opened up the Little Rascals Daycare Center in Edenton, North Carolina. Bob Kelly was... A part-time plumber and a golf pro who helped Betsy run the daycare occasionally. In January 1989, a parent of one of their students accused Bob of abusing her son while at the daycare, and the allegations were investigated by police and social services. Um, In February, additional children made similar accusations, and Bob was arrested in April. So over the course of 10 months and countless therapy sessions, 90 children made allegations of physical and sexual abuse that occurred between September and December 1988. 1988. Um, dozens of people in the town were accused and seven were arrested. So it was Bob and Betsy Kelly, the owners of the daycare, Don Wilson, who was the cook at the daycare, Robin Biram and Shelley Stone, who were two teachers, um scott privett who was the son of a local judge i don't know how he got ripped into this um and darlene harris who was a manager of a local head start program facility so it was difficult to find an unbiased jury so the trial was relocated to farmville which was 75 miles away from Edenton. So these people have to drive 75 farmville. miles yeah literally that's what it's called um so each defendant was tried separately Robert went first. The trial lasted nine months, and it was the most expensive in North Carolina history. It included 12 children providing testimony and accused them of some wild shit. Are you ready? Ready to hear what they were accused of? Oh, I'm ready. I'm
0: ready for it, Well, the
1: usual. Rape, sodomy, fellatio, children claiming to have been placed in microwave ovens, hung upside down, forced to have sex with each other, forced to watch adults piss and shit and have sex with each other. Just crazy things. Then there were the trips on pirate boats and hot air balloons that took them to space. Oh. Apparently, Space.
0: One ch- well, they went to space, yes.
1: Apparently one child was shot to death while newborns were being tossed into pools of sharks.
0: <laughs> Where did they find those?
1: Um, the sharks or the newborns? <laughs> Both. Um, well, we don't know. They were never found. Um, oh, the trial okay. included 83 prosecution witnesses and 60 defense witnesses. The youngest was four years old. Um, And despite the 1991 PBS documentary, Innocence Lost, um, it aired shortly before the trial and it raised questions in a lot of people that actually watched it. Um, And despite the fact that they were kind of on the side of the adults, um, it did not go well. So um, in April 1982, a jury believed that these children and Robert were or believed the children, and Robert was convicted of 99 out of 100 counts of rape and crimes against children, and they sentenced him to 12 consecutive life terms. Oh, my. I know. Robert and his supporters maintained his innocence. He was 38 years old at the time, and the daycare was closed shortly after his arrest. His wife, Betsy, on the other hand, waited in prison for two years for her trial to begin in January 1994. Isn't that just infuriating? Yeah. Um... So she accepted a plea of no contest and was sentenced to seven years in prison. Um, Don Wilson, the daycare cook refused to gar- um all plea bargains and elected to stand trial during which four children testified against her. The jury convicted her and she was sentenced to life in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, the state dismissed charges against Shelley Stone, Darlene Harris and Robert uh, and Robert Birum, even though he spent a year in prison waiting trial. Uh, Scott Privett spent three years in jail and was released on bond when it was reduced from $1 million to $50,000. He avoided trial, accepted a no-contest plea, and was put on probation. So six months after Betsy's release in 1995, the North Carolina Court of Appeals reversed their convictions of Robert and Don, stating that there were legal errors by the prosecution. Betsy, okay, yes, that does make sense. So Betsy was released in 1995. Yes, that would be seven years. Um, so on May 23rd, 1997, all charges were dismissed against the Little Rascal's daycare. It should be noted that's
0: fucking insane,
1: isn't it? Like, oh well, our hands are clean. Um, it should be noted that before the investigation began, none of the children had ever said anything about being abused, and these allegations were typically suggested first by authorities and therapists. In the PBS follow-up um to innocence lost called the verdict they described jury misconduct which i don't know it seems to me kind of like they were trying to inform themselves but i don't know anything about like juries and like huge cases like this so one juror failed to disclose that he had been sexually abused as a child like yeah that definitely Aww. seems like something that they should disclose when trying a case about sexual abuse um another juror brought in a magazine that described supposed traits of pedophiles I don't know I mean I feel like at the time people didn't really understand like mental illnesses maybe they didn't really like I don't I don't know I mean I'm sure like the magazine media is giving like a super biased opinion but it's also like it's very stereotypical at this time too because I'm sure they were like oh pedophiles are just the way that Michelle remembers (laughs) you know like so um And then another drove to Edenton to look at the shuttered daycare center. So I guess that's not allowed. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That to me doesn't seem like crazy.
0: I, right. You can't, I mean, unless you're like breaking in, like, what are you going to find? Right. And like you and
1: I've talked about before, like sometimes they even take like people to the crime scene of like a murder or something, you know, like, I don't know. So that didn't seem that crazy to me, but apparently, I mean, it's, I'm, it's good. I'm glad that, you know, there was a reason that they found to, Um, kind of like overturned his verdict. Um, There were other shady things about the case that came to light in May 1995 when the North Carolina Court of Appeals set aside Betsy's conviction. Um, So the judge didn't inspect the critical, uh, some of the critical files that were given to him. Um, The parents were improperly allowed to testify about their opinions relating to their children's behavior and what caused it, Um, such as like bedwetting and nightmares and not wanting to use the bathroom
0: alone
1: <laughs> and then I put in here Doug yeah,
0: snake <laughs> comes out of the toilet and bites you on the butt
1: Dude, okay. I remember as a child, we went. Dad and I went to like Blockbuster or something, a video rental place, and I had to use the bathroom. In the bathroom, there was a poster and it had all these gremlins
0: Aww. popping out
1: of the fucking toilet. I was terrified. I was like, "Mom, will you stand outside the door for like weeks?" Oh, like no. I was so scared that the gremlins would <laughs> come up through the pipes. Um. So I mean, it's not crazy. Like kids yeah. think wild shit. Um. So, also, Robert's first defense attorney withdrew from the case upon learning that his son may have been a victim, so however, he was allowed to testify against him anyway um so while Robert Kelly was released on bond in september nineteen ninety five he was indicted again on new rape charges in april ninety six his previous conviction was dropped. They entertained the idea of the new rape charges, but they were dismissed in September, 1999. So like, you know, four years later, um, this guy like cannot catch a break. Betsy Kelly was released after a year, one year of her seven year sentence. Um, so it was three years in total. Cause remember she sat waiting for trial for two years. Um, and then John Wilson was released from prison in October, 1995, and all charges were dismissed by 1997. It did not say anything in here about them getting, like, any type of, like, reparations or rewards or, like, anything of course for, not. like,
0: yeah
1: you know, like, anything to settle the situation. So, I guess it was just kind of like,
0: well, your charges are dismissed. Sorry, are bad. Oops. Um, Go back to your regular life. It's like I've right. been in prison this whole time. Oh my god, I know, and it's like, how do you fucking explain that? Just people like right. when you get out. I mean, I was wrongfully convicted. Oh, where <gasps> are you now? So you did time? Yes, I did time, but not for the reason you think. Right. Exactly. So,
1: my final case is our only one that's outside of the country in Saskatchewan, Yeehaw. Canada. Um. So I did my, this is the freshest in my mind because I just did all the um, research for it last night. So I got the information from Wikipedia and um, there was like a super long CBC News article from March, 2020. And CBC News actually created a podcast called Uncover. Oh I yeah, listen to it. So they have, I think season five or season six is focuses on like the daycare oh. center. Um, Yeah, and like, a couple. There were a couple other cases that I'll kind of talk about too that happened in Canada at the time, and it was like a pretty small town too, so it was kind of fucked up. So, um, while the majority of these satanic ritual abuse cases occurred in the U.S., I don't know. Maybe it's because we have like the largest population, like compared to Canada know. and New Zealand, and I I don't know. But I also feel like we're the most susceptible <laughs> yeah. to panic and terror. We love it. So I wanted to give you an example. <laughs> yes, we feed off of it. Um. I just wanted to give an example of a case outside of the U.S. It kind of popped up around the world, like I said, in, like, Brazil, Europe, um, New Zealand. the the story This story, this particular one, takes place in Martinsville, and it is located in the Saskatchewan region of Canada in the early 1990s. So just to give you an idea, since we're from America, I want you to be able to relate to where the focus okay. is. Um, it's located about four uh, four hours, or about 200 miles north of the Montana border. Um, and it features a largely Mennonite community, and as of 2010, had a population of about 10,000 people. So what is that, like the size of Morris? Uh, I think they have 12. Morris? I don't know.
0: Um, um, <laughs> is Mennonite Amish? Um,
1: I-, I honestly could not tell you. They are okay. super religious, but I don't really know like what their beliefs are. They're very firm All in right. them, Sounds though. Sounds good.
0: Wonderful. They're mm-hmm. ripe right for the pick with the satanic panic.
1: Exactly. So, multiple members of the community were wrongfully accused of child abuse, resulting in what would later be called the Martinsville Nightmare. Prior to this nightmare, at least two trainings warning of the prevalence of satanic ritual abuse were held in Martinsville. Much of the training became a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> so, in 1991, a mother and nurse living in Martinsville noticed more than an irritated diaper rash on her daughter, believing it to be signs of abuse. Her two-and-a-half-year-old daughter told her a stranger had been poking her with a pink rope while she was at daycare, located at the home of Linda Sterling. Linda was well-known in the community, as many of the children attended her daycare, while her husband was a volunteer firefighter and an assistant deputy director of a correctional center in a town nearby. He was close with many of the cops who were going through a bit of a rough patch in the early 90s. There had been complaints about uh, files being mishandled or misplaced, along with shoddy police work, um, which placed the police chief and an officer on suspension, while a third was injured. They, like, don't have a police force anymore. Like, they, like, they, I mean, today, they count on, like, what do they call the Mounties? Um so I mean I guess it makes sense because at this time 3 out of 3 of its employees were on 3 out of on 3 Well one was hurt. So they brought in 30 year old mother of two Claudia Bryden, um as a constable in the fall of 1991. This was okay, supposed to be like a 10th like, position. It was only have supposed any experience to last 6 weeks. as
0: a constable or law enforcement
1: I have no idea. Jesus. I don't believe so. I mean, she was a thirty-year-old mother of two. I feel like she's been kind of busy popping out kids, but maybe she's got a couple years. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> as a cop, I'm not sure. Um, so she didn't actually live in the area either. She okay. like moved there for this job. So it's not like she was like familiar with anyone in the area Great. or anything Perfect. either. So um, after getting more right, after getting more confirmed details from her daughter, the parent, yeah, not the, not the, the other cop, mom, but the the parent of. The child, yes. So, um after getting more confirmed details from her daughter, the parents informed the police, um, and they took her to a doctor. Um, the doctor claims that there were no signs of abuse. The parents continued to accuse Linda's adult son, Travis, who lived there where the daycare was, of having abused their daughter. Even though there are no, like, right. medical signs of abuse. I would just like to reiterate. Okay, so... Claudia Bryden, the police, was given the report on October 1st, 1991, and the next day, their secretary gave her a file on Travis Sterling, outlining another allegation of sexual assault made against him. A few years before, in 1988, a nine-year-old girl accused him of repeatedly groping her while she attended the Sterling daycare, but no charges were ever filed. According to Claudia, the file contained one crumpled piece of paper and, quote, not even the most basic police work had been done. Um, according to Claudia. Yet, two days later, Travis Sterling was arrested and charged with one count of sexual assault or, over the night. Arrested by Claudia? So years later, they're now arresting him for this.
0: Okay, but she's saying she's, yes. like, shitting on the so, paperwork Claudia, in the file. But she still was like, I'll arrest yes. him anyway. Claudia, she does not,
1: like, realize oh, her mistake until years later so and she ends up like feeling really really terrible and guilty about it she was like if i had known what was going to happen i never would have taken that position like it was it's actually kind of sad because she feels very guilty about Mm -hmm. the whole thing like she thinks she's doing the right thing protect the children she's new to the town she's new to the job she's the only fucking one working there it's just like she it's her and her secretary like um and then the royal mounties i guess if things get real heated um so, <laughs> welcome to Canada. Thank God it's <laughs> a low-crime country. Um, Let's see. Where did I leave off? Ah, oh, here I am. At the time, the police force was definitely understaffed, and even today, they do not have their own police service. I knew this was a bullet. They were in contract with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police for protective services, as well as the Corman Park Police and the Saskatoon Police, who provide additional service. Okay. So it's kind of like the surrounding towns. Like It sounds like very in the middle of nowhere like if you think about Canada I feel like the majority of their populations I've heard are all within like a hundred miles of the U.S. border because I feel like it just gets fucking cold the land isn't like great for you know planting up there like that far north like I I don't think there's like a ton of shit up there so this you have to realize is like two to three hundred miles north of the U.S. border so I can't imagine there's like a lot of big towns or like crime or anything going on there's not a ton of like major metropolitan areas um so i guess it's like acceptable to have this like right well another thing is like the fewer people in the area than the
0: fewer crimes maybe Mm -hmm. that could be wrong
1: (laughs) you'd think um so let's see um oh needless to say claudia who is a temp employee in over her head and in need of backup for more experienced, and she needed backup from a more experienced investigator. In comes Rod Moore, a corporal from the nearby Saskatoon Police Service. He was brought in to help while Claudia began uh, contacting as many families of the daycare as she could to mm-hmm. kind of like give them a heads up, like what's going on. Um, over the next few months, they interviewed children who at first had nothing to say, stating that, that nothing bad like a had theme. ever happened while they were at the daycare. As usual, the more and more the children were questioned, the more, like, more. Well, shit they began I'm- to come up with. <laughs> first- exactly. It's like, please, let me fucking leave. I'm this four. is my this week. Like- <laughs> oh, I know. Can't I just, like, color? Um, so, uh, the first was, the first to crack was a young boy. Uh, he stated that he was forced to perform a sexual act at gunpoint. The next was a boy who said that he was forced to take off his clothes while being photographed, and the accusation snowballed from there. They began recounting the Blue Devil Church outside of town, where they were taken forced to drink blood. They were injected with drugs, tortured, and made to perform sexual acts on each other, as well as adults. Um... The reports became even more intense when the kids started claiming that people in the police uniforms were also involved. Um, So I saw a picture, yeah, I saw a picture um, of this, like, blue church. And it's literally just, like, a shed in the middle of a field. Um, It's clearly just, like, abandoned. um, And police actually went in and, like, they inspected investigated it um they searched it and um obviously they didn't find anything super incriminating but i'll get to more details later down the document um within a few months there were over a dozen people involved including all three of the sterlings um so the two Mm -hmm. owners and their son travis Um, randy Chiduck moved to martinsville in the late 80s and became a police officer um, he claimed he enjoyed his work and he could see himself living in the area long term dynamics quickly cham- changed when people began accusing their neighbors daycare employees and law enforcement of being involved in the child abuse stating um, so this is um a quote from Randy he said you try and go about you try and go about and do your job to the best of your ability but you look at everybody differently you look at everybody at everybody going are they involved and it not only became very hard to work, but it was also very hard to try to do our job in the community. And I'm sure that's very true. Like at the time, you know, it's like you hear all of these like crazy rumors. It's like, you know, are they mm-hmm. involved? Are they, are they the ones that are doing this? You know what I mean? So I feel like it was just kind of like a blame game. Um by early 1992, the investigation is still underway and the children are going to regular counseling when Claudia Brighton receives a call from a counselor asking if she's familiar with satanic ritual abuse. Then along comes Mike Johnston, a new police chief who wants the investigation to focus Why? on apparent satanic connections with the case. Because the kids because the kids were all talking about this like devil church outside of the
0: town that they would Was it apparently be taken to. Um... <sighs>
1: Not this time, that was the other one. (laughs) Um, So in April of 1992, oh God, this gets good. A local pastor sent out an urgent memo to the Martinsville Municipal Police Service warning of an invasion, stating, Quote. so this is what the memo said the indications were that tonight was a very important night with the occult in the preparation of potential victims the group in town is known as the brotherhood of the ram mm. with the ram being a reference <laughs> to satan i think we
0: could have made that connection thanks for the clarification
1: <laughs> but thanks for clearing it up pastor um he warns that the group can and does offer human sacrifices churches would be targeted obviously everyone wants a Fresh Christian um buildings would burn, and children would be stolen um while I told you these fucking Mennonites, man, while the police force was shaken and worried about an impending attack, no one ever showed up, and after about five days, things went back to normal. It was kind of like a false alarm, but still you know mm-hmm. stirring shit up, just stirring the pot um by the end of the investigation, nine people. So we had the Sterling's, all three of them. There was a teenage girl mm-hmm. who, because she was a teenager, her name wasn't released. Um, there were five cops and two former police chiefs, um, two including two former police chiefs. I'm sorry. Uh, and they were all Oof. facing a collective 180 charges. And RCMP... Task force led by Rick Pearson was brought in to take over due to the size and growing media attention of the case and probably the involvement yeah. of the cops. You know, you think that's kind of like a conflict of interest. Um, they end up reinvestigating the whole case and found flaws in the way that it had been handled, most notably uh-huh. in the questioning of the children. Uh they realized the case didn't have any solid or physical evidence when the medical reports um Per, did not prove the accusations, only children's testimonies that have been heavily influenced by an investigators were the only thing pointing that to any wrongdoing um so Pearson had doubts about the children being brought to the devil church and found claims that could be proven false, which led to the remaining suspects being cleared and no further files or er, charges filed so despite Pearson telling prosecutors after dealing with the suspects. It is obvious that some errors in identity have been made to the children. Um, let's see. But, so by the end of 1992, prosecutors decided to forego all preliminary hearings and go straight to trial, a move that was meant to minimize the trauma of the children. But I okay, feel like it yeah. made them more comfortable about lying. You know what I mean? Um, if they, like, didn't have to mm-hmm. face them or face a crowd, I don't know. So, all right. <laughs> I'm just going to kind of quickly go over the trials. It's kind of like boring dates, and you've heard it all before. Mm -hmm. But just so you have an idea how long these people were in jail compared to in America. So as usual, in these types of cases, every one of them depended on the testimony of children, as there was no physical evidence going into the trials uh, by early 1993. While many of the kids claimed to have been taken off uh taken to the Blue Devil Church, the Blue Devil Church outside of town, the shed like structure had been searched twice without finding any human hair, sperm, or blood. The first to be tried was a young girl, um, or a young woman. She was sixteen to nineteen years old from like the beginning to the end of this ordeal. Um, like I said, they never released her name. So through the duration of the trial, she was accused of or she was accused by two boys, ages nine and eleven during the trial, um, and they said that they were accusing her of a sexual assault unlawful confinement oh and threatening to use a gun while committing sexual assault. I know. The trial lasted two months and resulted in conviction of seven out of ten sex-related charges, and she was sentenced to two years. Her convictions would later be overturned on appeal. Um, the second trial was for the Saskatoon police officer, John Popovich, um, who said that he had only been to Martinsville once to stop at a gas station to get gas. He oh was accused God. of sexually assaulting... He So he didn't even live in this town. Um, he was accused of sexually assaulting two boys, locking them in freezers, drying their blood, and raping them. He spent a year awaiting trial, during which time his Aww. wife was harassed at work and his daughter was bullied at school. So it sounds like in Canada, you don't stay in prison during... Well, that's nice. Like, leading up to your trial? Um, it doesn't... Yeah. I mean, I guess... I mean, as long to, like, as you're not, like, running murder.
0: away... Um, <laughs> Or committing more crimes. Yeah, so
1: prosecutors claimed that because he was hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, you're right, if you're getting in shit bit. in the meantime. You know, <laughs> I would hope. Um, so prosecutors claimed that because he was a cop, he would know how to cover up any physical evidence. So that's why they were unable to find any. Uh, the children failed to identify Papawitch in a live lineup at court, so the judge ruled that it had actually just been a case of mistaken identity, mm-hmm. so the prosecutors dropped the charges then and there. Um, the third trial involved the initially accused daycare owners, the Sterlings, Ron, Linda, and their 23-year-old son, Travis. They were accused of using their home as a hunting ground for young victims, being accused of assaulting up to 15 kids in their daycare, to which they pleaded not guilty. The trial lasted five months, the longest in Saskatchewan's history at the time, how cute, five months, and resulted in the prosecution dropping 15 of the 60 charges due to lack of evidence and the number of victims fell from 15 to 11. Um, Linda and Ron were cleared of all charges while Travis was convicted on eight. So, um, let's see. So the aftermath, this is kind of how they end up figuring out that they were innocent so after the sterling's trial the four remaining cases who were the three martinsville police officers and and one mountie they were all dropped john popovich went back to work as a cop and while citizens were skeptical about letting him remain on the police force he eventually settled for 1.3 million dollars in malicious prosecution suit and he was the only one of the five who received a formal apology from the government um the other people, yeah, the fucking Sterling family only received, like, 100 grand, and this fucking oh, cop course. got one Of course. I mean, million.
0: regardless of what country, um, you're in, cops always win.
1: <laughs> I know. So, Travis Sterling was the only person whose conviction stuck, but six of them were overturned to, due to lack of evidence. Um, he was sentenced to two years for the remaining two counts of sexual assault. Thankfully, the investigation techniques would later come under intense scrutiny. Investigators questioned the children repeatedly, often in suggestive manner. They did not report any abuse until they were specifically asked about it and denied it when they were first oh asked. The kids did. Uh, some of the children were questioned. Some of the children were questioned over a dozen times. Uh, investigators asked leading questions and praised and rewarded them for disclosures. Oh whether my they god! Were true or not. <laughs> they told them that they I'm could go. So mad. I know. I know. They told them. It's, it's infuriating. They were told that they could go play outside if the investiga- if they told investigators what happened. They complimented them for their bravery. They were promised coloring books and allowed to play with the police dogs. <laughs> that sounds dogs. dangerous. Many of the children, <laughs> right? Many of the children were given a government-issued book. Oh, this is good. Many of the children were given a government-issued book called The Secret of the Silver Horse about a young boy who shares his account of abuse with two of his friends. After being read this book, sometimes more than once, at least two of the children told stories similar or identical to that Uh, that was in the book. How is this evidence? (laughs) It's literally like the other day I was watching Modern Family Mm -hmm. and Lily, the little girl that was adopted by Cam and Mitch, she was like she wanted a cat and she wanted to name it something like like Peter or like a human name or something. And, And yes yes and she's like oh good like we don't need a dog we can get a cat we'll name it peter like the same name and mitch literally looks at cam and he's like is this from a tv show or something who the fuck is peter it's literally like kids see things or read things or you know what i mean they like I don't know I feel like it's very easy for kids to just kind of like repeat stories that they hear like whether it's true or not I mean it's like yeah of course you want to believe the innocence of a child but it's just kind of like they're only doing what, what they, they think, is think right like or what they're in they mind by. of their own
0: yet you know like I one of my students right she's 10 and every time she like successfully I mean, does a song she does like a dab <laughs> it's hilarious she's really talented. oh my god <laughs> she is <laughs> mm-hmm. We
1: got lots of dabbing out of her. Um, let's see.
0: No, so, you're good. <laughs> I'm
1: nearly done. Parents of the Sterling, parents of the Sterling daycare children claimed that they were told by police that their children had been abused before they had provided any testimony. This led to parents further pressing their children for information that was at first denied completely. The children never mentioned the devil church where there was a freezer cage and an axe until they were shown photos of the location by police. Like, have you ever been Mm -hmm. here? You know what I mean? It's like, well, they never said that they had been out to a shed in the woods or, you know what I mean? Like there were many inconsistencies with their stories. Um, For instance, one child claimed to be locked in the cages or locked in a cage shown in photos at the devil's church. However, investigators found it was only chicken wire. It wasn't Sturdy right. enough to like hold a child, like you could walk away. Um, so kind of just to like sum this whole thing up, like, why do we think this happens? I have some <laughs> bullets. So we've kind of already been over a lot of this, but just to like, good god, I hope this shit doesn't. I mean, I feel like it happens in every generation, just in like a different color. Yeah, here it's called Q. You know what I mean in this generation. So there's like always something. We have like the satanic baby eating devil. That's just me. That are all apparently (laughs) Democrats. I eat Um, (laughs) babies. They're delicious. Um, What else would my shark eat? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, we've definitely been over this, but just... To kind of recap everything what, before we wrap this whole fucking satanic panic up. So women were more commonly working during the 70s and 80s, thus more daycare centers popped up and children were left in the hands of virtual strangers. Duh. That's like these um, are just I like three examples.
0: And you might, of course may or may, you may not know, know the answer though. Tell me. Like when daycares and stuff first started, did they have to be like certified or like go through any training or anything to operate? Um
1: I'm not exactly sure I know like there were a couple cases where like child protective services would go and th- like police would try to get child protective services to um give them like infractions and so like there are different standards and things I'm sure there's like certain health codes they have to like yeah. feed them once a day or you know what I mean they obviously have to have like running water like I'm sure their house or their facility has like specific things before they could open but when it comes to like actually like being trained on like being a nanny how to change a diaper how to like take care of a kid I don't know like what kind of training if it was just like okay, oh these are moms. Yeah. they've done it before you know what I mean like I, I don't know if there's anything specific I mean I don't even know if they do like, now. <laughs> right like, she Hannah was she qualified daycare, like I mean no right I'm like not that Hannah was like changing diapers or dealing with like infants or anything but like like yeah. these kids could like eat on their own you know so I'm sure there's they're more independent than like babies um but yeah, I'm not sure. Like I I know you could definitely get shut down by CPS, okay. like if there were people complaining. So like there were rules in place, but when it comes Great. to training, I really don't know. Um, right. So I'm sure Hannah could glean yeah. some information to us about that, but I don't really know in at this time, like in the eighties, what the policies were. So um Ah, yes, Mm. of course, the Michelle Remembers ideology. Many therapists, child care workers, authority figures, and police were shown training videos and warned to look out for and apparently coerce signs of abuse. Um, Ah, the We Believe the Children movement. It was unpopular to question the children's testimony, especially considering how serious the allegations were. You know, like, obviously, you don't want to be like, okay, that never happened. You don't want to like dismiss these things. But at the same time, it's like, Mm -hmm. don't be suggestive, you know? um (laughs) evangelicals (laughs) that's that's all no i'm kidding it says they tend but it could uh they tend to relate bad and evil things uh to the devil and seemed particularly true with extreme violence and sexual perversion uh they like to blame it on satan it's like an easy scapegoat um there's obviously the fear of satanic ritual abuse that was like a thing that came up with um Michelle remembers that like wasn't really super influential before this time. Um, popular culture such as heavy metal song lyrics, Stephen King and other horror authors, the release of the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey, and movies such as The Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby all came Rosemary's out. Rosemary's Baby these, like, was
0: very stressful. Decades.
1: Um, it's. I did not, not watch really it. That's
0: Is it like an exorcism? No, she has a baby, and it's like movie? the fucking devil. <laughs> um. Oh, wow. yeah it's well huh. it's i think it's more about her pregnancy and it's just fucking weird but it was really stressful okay
1: yeah it sounds like it i mean I right. don't like that, to be that about, in like, itself pregnancy. is plenty um <laughs> i know um And then the last thing I have here, just unfortunately, many of the children who testified against their own parents or teachers grew up with extreme sense of guilt once they were old enough to realize the dire effects that their accusations had caused. Um, So I feel like that's like, sadly, yes, I I do realize that like their parents are fucked up. They spent years and years in jail. Like it is terrible, but also like it's also very Mm -hmm. sad for what these kids had to go through, you know, like and then. As an adult afterwards, realizing, like, holy shit, like, I'm the reason. And I just did it because I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to go play with my friends because I didn't want to, like, sit here and say yeah. no over and over and over again. I mean, like, you can't
0: blame yourself. You were a so child, you it's know? It's a
1: bummer. Right. Definitely. Um, and, I mean, some of them, like, you know, grew up and spoke out about it. They were like, this actually happened to me. I want to um, contra- what is it? Not contradict, yeah. but, like retract my statement kind of thing you know like once they grew up and realized like holy shit like my statement is the only reason that my parent or teacher or whatever is in jail Mm -hmm. um some of them did you know come forward and speak out and it definitely you know helped the case of the um people that were accused but not all of them did and I understand it's like it was I'm sure it was traumatizing enough the first time around I doubt you know these people are really jonesing to go back to court and deal with all these investigators as a child it's like Mm -hmm. so intimidating you know yeah and as an adult it's intimidating
0: i did i don't remember what i was listening to but i remember hearing some kind of tale (laughs) um uh Uh from somebody whose family was affected by the satanic panic um and they were just like he was like you know people talk about it like it's just, like, some pop culture thing, but, like, people's lives were fucking ruined because of it. And, like, it was a real right. thing that happened. And I'm just, like, like we, we just talk about it. Like, this is crazy. I can't believe anybody believed this. But it's, like, they believed it so much so that people's lives were ruined for a long fucking time. And that's really fucked up.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the A lot of these people went to jail for years and years. I mean... It's pretty crazy the Canadian one was pretty lax. Like, I mean not lax, but
0: mm-hmm. I feel like
1: they caught it before these people were like really imprisoned. They yeah. weren't in there for decades or um I mean it's still terrible and crazy that it happened, but um it seems like they were a little bit more open to questioning the judicial system. Sure. I guess is that what it's called? <laughs> I'm not sure. But I guess the law enforcement um, but there really wasn't any either. You know, like law enforcement was pretty, like. Right.
0: Like, there were. Non existent. Three out of three were out of commission. Like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> right. That's rough. Simultaneously.
0: Work. That's rough for any town. And then this starts happening. It adding. is, yeah. So. Ugh. Poor
1: you know. Constable Claudia. Um. But anyway, is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap um, up the Satanic
0: Panic? Any I don't know. Are you, How do you feel about this? Uh, modern satanic panic with like um, Q and the flesh-eating Democrats and oh of course Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell like do you think it's going to be as extreme? I mean it's different with Epstein and Maxwell because they weren't you know torturing children they I mean they're technically children but not, not like preschoolers they were fucking just underage girls like high schoolers middle schoolers high schoolers who were promised money and they got excited and they're like oh this guy's rich it's i mean it's clearly different but still not cool um but how do you feel about like um like this batch of (laughs) child molesting (laughs) conspiracy thing happening like in our time i guess it happens in every generation like you said
1: It seems so there's some sort of like weird save the children movement. Um, So I don't know. I feel like I'm glad that it's not really like religion based. It doesn't seem like when it comes to like Jeff Epstein and shit like that. But I will say, I feel like now it's, it's really sad. They're like attacking Jewish people. The poor Jews. Um, I
0: don't know. Haven't they been through enough?
1: I know they just can't catch a break. So, um, I don't know if you listened to. There's like a one of the newer episodes. Yeah, of, I've, li- I've listened um, to all, and all the new ones. Drink. M is going over. Yes, and so she kind of did almost like a like a dissertation <laughs> about how like QAnon is like actually related to like a lot of the prosecution or persecution that um, Jewish people have mm-hmm. been through over the years. Like a lot of the beliefs. Are things that people have like stereotypically harassed like Jewish people about, um, and, which is like really awful and strange. But um, it kind of made sense because yeah. she was going over it. Um, but so I feel like that it's is almost like taking place of Satan. I don't know because they are also saying that like Democrats are satanic worshipping people who drink a the lot of babies or something, and. I Well, that's the rumor. That's the word on the street. So, um, I feel like that kind of is basically mm-hmm. the same fucking idea, you know, that, like, literally straight out of some of these testimonies that these kids are giving, you know, like, they took me to the devil church and made me
0: drink <laughs> blood. Like, like Timmy, like, calm what? down. What really so, happened?
1: So... <laughs> I mean, let's focus, focus. Um Dude, yeah, so, there are definitely some... <laughs> serious um reflections or yeah. re- repeats of what we dealt with uh in the 80s so it's just it's very strange no that we, we never do, do. we learn nothing I mean itself.
0: nothing ever changes and I'm still mad at Joseph Biden
1: <sighs> I guess the only thing like that is oh where was I going with this the thing that is better about it i guess this time around is that they seem to be really focusing on like elites and the wealthy people with a lot of yeah, money that's cool. and property which to me is better than going after right the fucking
0: local kind of, like, daycare worker who, who makes minimum wage changing yes, diapers all yes. day- like yeah i mean exactly. <laughs> i'm sure that i mean even if these like super rich people didn't drink the blood of babies, I'm sure they're guilty of a lot of other horrible things.
1: (laughs) Um, Uh Let's just talk, like, financially. Exploiting workers. I I feel like all of them didn't... Right. None of them got there, honestly. So, because, I mean, the people that are being (laughs) accused are the people at the tippity-top. We're not talking about, you know, like, your manager at fucking Target. Like, (laughs) Like, I know, that manager Um, is sketchy. So... (laughs) (laughs) could be i don't know but um i also feel like the people that they're blaming now can at least afford which is kind of fucked you know what i mean it's like i i don't feel bad that they're being accused because it's like i mean it is it is strange though because i feel like it all comes down to the consumer you know what i mean it's like if they have lawsuits that they have to pay for prices of their products are going to go up so that the end buyer right no matter what we get fucked it's you know what i mean Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, it's shitty because, like, you know, you see, like, all these politicians, especially during, like, the Trump administration, they were, like, all coming out saying that, like, oh, these people are diddling children or, like, sexually assaulting women or, like, a lot of harassment charges, you know, were coming out, like, with the Harvey Weinstein shit and, like, just like these very powerful people, and the most fucked up thing about it is like, yeah, it is great that these politicians are finally being outed, but yeah. guess who's paying for all of these court cases that they're fighting against it? Like we are paying for them. Like we are paying to <laughs> represent these people for the months and months of litigation right. that goes into like proving their guilt or innocence. It's yep. like I a mean, tax the women the that
0: they that like, are accusing them, their tax dollars are going towards the defense like that's that's infuriating yep
1: it is so i mean that's definitely something to consider it's like yeah it's great that like finally women are speaking out and you know these people are being like airing their dirty laundry and getting it over with like it's great that like it's finally being acknowledged that it's not okay to behave this way but the way that they're going about it is like i don't know i feel like this is private like this is this should not be going through mm. any type of like federal court or like I-, I just feel like this needs to be like I'm not sure I mean how I- about I don't just know, don't
0: right, don't uh, sexually assault anybody that I'm and for. you won't have to worry about any of it let's do that
1: well you know it's like if like you know a CEO or like a manager or something of like a construction company is accused of harassing someone it's like yeah we don't pay for that you know that's like a private litigation like him and his company are going to pay for that not like the taxpayers but because it's a politician I feel like don't we have to pay for their legal fees like like we're
0: I mean it's just like Brittany I don't don't know (laughs) she's literally paying for her lawyers and her father's lawyers I know that is it all comes back to Brittany everything comes back to Brittany I
1: know poor beast bears god love her well anyway um i'm excited to listen to your story next one. week I, okay. think really badly, so I have to let you go but <laughs> awesome i look forward to it um i'm glad i'm t- talking about child abuse now and i'm gonna pick something, Great. Like, something light-hearted be, something thank fun.
0: god <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: yes i know i know i <sighs> just fucking talk about michelle ah. one more goddamn time <laughs> i can michelle forget
0: michelle <laughs> michelle forget wonderful
1: <laughs> well Conspiracisters anyway, sisters, sisters unite. unite
0: thank you